Hi, if you're keen to follow our podcasts on our website or view our webinars or learn more about our other services and products we are offering, please head off to semitonasonline.com.co for more information. Welcome to the Dr. Mario Show. I am Mario Corollas, Editorial Director and Founder of the Dr. Mario Show. This show deals with online matters about music, education, business or just for everyday living. Kia ora. Today's podcast is the start of a series which centers around mental health with practical actions that one could take to combat mental distress. Let's start on a positive note. If you are feeling contented, happy, enjoying life, having good health and enough resources around you, consider yourself highly successful. Continue listening to this and my future podcast on mental health well-being to find out why I say you are highly successful. I now want to continue with a quote from the Russian composer Igor Stravinsky and which became his own life philosophy. Our listeners would know that Igor Stravinsky contributed to the world of great music repertoire with compositions such as Petrushka, Firebird, Rite of Spring, Symphony of Psalms, to name but a few. In his Chronicles of My Life, he wrote, The need for order without which nothing can be achieved and upon the disappearance of which everything disintegrates. Now, all order demands restraint. But one would be wrong to regard that as any impediment to liberty. On the contrary, the style, the restraint, contribute to its development and only prevent liberty from degenerating into license. On the one hand, the restraint style of composing music in this quote referred to the rules and conventions that applies to counterpoint and harmony practices and which he has learned from his mentor, uh, Ramsey Kosakov. On the other hand, this quote also signifies a life philosophy that equates liberty with restraint and that people cannot expect freedom without applying restraint. The latter is so true in the COVID difficult times that we presently are experiencing and we all have to exercise restraint. Recently, a student asked me, Sir, when you were our age, did you know about depression as a mental health condition? I responded by saying, No, I never heard about that word when I was a teenager. To be honest, I only heard about some older adults becoming depressed or committing suicide and for very circumstantial reasons. However, Later at university and when I studied psychology, I associated depression with schizophrenia and other severe mental illnesses. I still believe that depression is an advanced form of mental illness and that the term nowadays is being used too loosely or too general by many teenagers and people. Depression is definitely not a synonym for feelings 
of apathy, disinterest, uh, disengagement, boredom, or even rebelliousness. My point is that depression as a psychological condition is quite a serious matter, one, and an advanced stage of mental illness. To clarify this point, I recently listened to an interview by Dr. Jenny George, an employer system specialist from Australia, highlighting that people often confuse the condition of languishing with depression. She explained that languishing is actually a precursor to depression and where the person has the feeling of blah, monotony, feeling flat, cannot get excited about life, wake up in the morning with a I don't care much attitude, feeling disengaged, wake up in the morning feeling you have already done a whole day of work, basically always feeling tired. If you can relate to any of the feelings I just mentioned, you're probably suffering from languishing rather than depression. Dr. George recommends seven steps to break out of the state of languishing. Firstly, take a break or holiday. Secondly, give yourself permission to enjoy life. Thirdly, change your scenery. Fourthly, get active. Fifthly, talk about it. Six, get vaccinated. And seven, reconnect with nature. Dr. George says that the signs of languishing are one, apathy. Caring less about tasks, not feeling sad but unable to experience happiness. Secondly, disengagement, inability to focus, concentrate and even taking time off work. Thirdly, stagnation, feeling inescapable that you are stuck since that change isn't possible. Fourthly, monotony, everything in life feels the same. And lastly, fatigue. Tiredness, always struggling, even at the first thing you feel in the morning. So, Dr. George recommends seven steps to break out of the state of language. One, take a break or a holiday. Two, give yourself permission to enjoy life. Three, change your scenery. Four, get active. Five, talk about it. Six, get vaccinated, and seven, reconnect with nature. I would like to expand on these seven points uh, for this podcast, and I will rephrase here and there. Firstly, take a meaningful or quality break or holiday. Taking a meaningful or quality break that leads to maximum profitable risk or outcome is the consideration here. Taking a meaningful or quality break or holiday does not have to be as extravagant as going overseas to five-star hotels or going on expensive boat cruises. However, if you can afford to do so, by all means go for it. For us lesser beings, 
A holiday could simply mean breaking away from everyday routines such as schoolwork and everyday routines and enjoying simple activities of life such as bonding with your family, doing housework, gardening, fishing, sleeping, sport activities, reading, etc. The most important words about taking a break are meaning, quality and simple. Let me explain. In my earlier Stravinsky quote, I mentioned that freedom or liberty requires restraint and that any meaningful freedom or liberty without restraint is a recipe for chaos or license. So, the meaning of restraint in this philosophical context is to get to a profitable or prosperous and successful situation or outcome called liberty or freedom, which in turn in turn will lead to well-being or healthy mental state and a quality of life to all. Saving for a holiday, overseas holiday or boat cruise requires a lot of personal restraint, discipline over many months and sometimes years, which is equal to what short-term simple holiday activities at home will demand from individuals. Both scenarios require personal restraint or sacrifice of some sort and for a profitable or more meaningful or quality outcome. Let's consider for a moment our usage of cell phones during a holiday break. Gone are the days when phones were only used to make or receive calls. There are exceptions where people actually use the out-of-office function on their phones when they go on holiday breaks. Today, we use our phones non-stop and exclusively when we get bored during holidays and often uh, for minuscule holiday profits. So, we are literally frying our brains consistently and never allowing our brains to switch off or giving our brains a well-deserved rest and from minuscule profit. Thus, switching off cell phones and replacing cell phone time with other meaningful or quality holiday activities that yield maximum profitable rest is what I mean by simple meaningful holiday breaks. It is worth considering what our holiday activities mean in terms of quality time spent that yield maximum profit or benefit. The next point is, give yourself permission to enjoy life. One should not only enjoy life during holidays or school breaks, but every day should be a celebration of life. Life is short, and we only have one to live, so why the rush? I like the road sign that reads, slow da flow. Let's not just drive to the conditions on roads, but also to the conditions of our life's journey by living meaningfully and with purpose. In short, make every minute count. Having a magical mindset sets us apart in what we need to be able to contribute positively to our diverse community and society, opposed to having a mundane or boring outlook on life. A mundane mindset is when one always blames other people for one's own misery, situation or circumstances. 
a magical mindset. On the contrary, focus on opportunities to create magic enjoyment for others. Mundane mindset uh, is inward looking, while a magical mindset is outward looking. Thus, having a magical mindset contributes to well-being, enjoyment and feeling successful. The key is to do all life activities in moderation, to have a balance between life activities, for example, overindulgence of any kind will inevitably lead to poor health, which will affect one's overall mental health. The next point is change your scenery. A change in one's usual surrounding can sometimes be better than a holiday. Change of scene dates back from 17th century Shakespearean theatre and used figuratively to mean through all the changing scenes of life. Life is not always constant and we all go through good and bad times. With COVID, the world is most definitely going through a bad season in time. However, the world has been experiencing bad times before. The world has gone through World War I and World War II and many other pandemics before. So, what did we learn from world history? Simply that bad times produce strong people and weak people lead us to bad times. The circle of life. So, through the saying, when the going gets tough, it is the tough that get going. The lesson to be learned and for the benefit of our mental health is that whatever or whenever we feel weak, distressed or going through a bad season in your life, talk to someone strong who could and want to help you build resilience. The next point is get active. We all know the benefits of maintaining a healthy lifestyle through regular sport and exercise. Recently, I was invited to play soccer with colleagues and friends every Friday from 4.30 onwards at Green Bay High School followed by a social. The activity was called Heart Attack Soccer, with as many as 20 people attending regularly. Listen to some of the comments from the Heart Attack Soccer team and why they are turning up regularly to the social sport event. Hi Brian, what does uh, heart attack football mean to you? It's a good chance to get out and forget about everything else and run around and uh, enjoy yourself with your friends, um, get an adrenaline buzz and uh, just forget about everything else that's going on and in your life. Totally in the moment, just having having fun and running as much as you can and trying to put together some good moves and, of course, trying to win as well. So. Yeah, within, within the context of uh, well-being, uh, would you recommend other people to come and uh, join the heart attack soccer? Definitely. I think anybody of any age should come along. And um, the main reason is just enjoy yourself, let off some steam, um, forget about work and other things um, for a while and just get in the zone of uh, concentrating on the game, doing your best and uh, put together some good moves uh, with your teammates. So, yeah, good for mental health, emotional health, physical health. 
can't lose. Unless you get injured. <laughs> Engage in activities that you enjoy. Do something that makes you motivated and gives you a purpose. According to the health scientific evidence, being task-driven and regularly engaging in meaningful tasks is a very effective way to reduce feelings of apathy or depression. Tasks that are sensory-based, such as yoga, creative art activities, or doing activities that are calming, help to ease stress and anxiety-related symptoms on the day-to-day basis. Aside from this, it is also important to think about how often we actually engage in activities with others, whether it be in the community, the local library, or as part of a team such as playing in a sports team. When we do activities with others, it brings more connectedness and lessens the feeling of loneliness and depression. As human beings, we want to feel connected, and especially in the older population, when we think about the rates of older people with severe depression, cognitive decline, and poor health outcomes, loneliness and lack of engaging in meaningful tasks is often the underlying causal factors for the mental health rates increasing amongst this population, for instance. However, due to the apparent challenges that COVID-19 poses, it may seem more difficult to engage with others and interact with others face-to-face. Getting a little creative with the way we interact may help us to improve our social health, for example, using technology modes to participate in online classes, perhaps music classes or joining online study forums. Using technology helps us to participate in what we enjoy and still helps us to feel connected with others in a healthy way while we are socially isolated and unable to meet with others in person. Furthermore, engaging in things we are passionate about keeps not only our physical health at bay, but also boosts our spiritual, physical and emotional health. So find something that you love to do, whether it's an old hobby you once enjoyed or maybe a new sport or craft you want to take up. Incorporating this into our daily routines creates better work-life balance, which means we will not feel burned out or stressed out throughout the week. So ask yourself, what do I enjoy? Is this a part of my daily habits and the routines throughout the week? Talk about it. Our mental health depends on a healthy balance between the psychological and physical aspects of our being. It is therefore important to understand our anatomy, our mind, spiritual aspects, and our cultural values, which define who we are and help shape our well-being. Sometimes pathology may relieve our distress, but sometimes a more spiritual approach may be needed. It is important to talk to people at, for example, 
helpline, parents, teachers, pastors, or anyone else you truly trust, etc. And to help determine the cause of the stress in your life so that you could be referred to the right person or treatment. Reconnect with nature. Plant store businesses reported a huge increase in revenue across the world during COVID lockdowns as people increasingly started buying more plants in the efforts to reconnect with nature. Plants and animals represent the life force within us, an extension of ourselves. Videos about dogs, cats, birds and many other animals abound entertain us to this day as people suddenly have too much time at hand because of lockdown. We suddenly rediscover how important our natural environment and precious life are as we witness so many senseless deaths due to COVID. The All Life Matters movement, I believe, is a counterpoint to the COVID pandemic, which will help us all become stronger together and in our effort to build psychological resilience. Having animals as pets are comforting for our wellness and animals also help us build psychological resilience. Secondly, reconnecting with nature offers us the opportunity to exist in harmony with other living creatures on earth and beckons us to live a balanced, healthy lifestyle. And if you have any comments or suggestions for this program, please contact us at podcast at com. Until the next time, kia kite, a terawiki.